This is Mesech Sukkah, tape number one. The two most famous mitzvahs regarding Chag HaSukkahs are number one, the mitzvah of Yeshiva B'Sukkah, and number two, the mitzvah of taking the Dalad Minim, the Esrog, the Lulav, the Hadassim, and the Aravas. These mitzvahs are clearly spelled out in the Torah in the end of Parshas Amor, which we lay in on both the first and second days of Sukkahs. The Pesukim are as follows. Ach b'chamisha asar yeim l'chaydesh ha-shvi ba'as b'chem es tfuat ha-aretz t'chaygu es chag ha-shem shivas yomim. U'lekachtem l'chem b'yem ha-rishen pre-eitz hadar kapos t'marem v'yanaf eitz avais v'yarve nocha u'smachtem l'thnei ha-shem l'kechem shivas yomim. Basukais taste through shivas yomim kala ezrach b'yisrael yeshu basukais l'man yedu daresechem ki basukais ha-shafti es b'nei yisrael b'hitzi yaisam me'eretz mitzrayim. This Masechta has five prakim. The first and second prakim deal with building the sukkah and living in it. The third parak deals with the Dalad Minim. The fourth parak is a continuation of the Dalad Minim, as well as a discussion of mitzvahs Aravah Lomizbeach and Yisuch HaMayim. And finally, the fifth parak deals with Simchas Beis HaShoeva and Karbanas Musaf Shal HaChag. Since the first 25 blot of the Masechta will deal with the sukkah itself, let's discuss some important rules about a sukkah, which are Halacha Lamaisa. Rule number one. A sukkah should contain four walls, which can be made of any material, but they must be strong enough to withstand an ordinary wind. In many instances, less than four walls are also okay, as discussed in the Ramah, Shulchan Arach, Simen, Tafre, Shlamid, Sifhei. The minimum height of a sukkah is ten tefachim, and according to Ramayish's Zechorin Lebracha, a tefach is equal to 3.8 inches. Number two, a sukkah must have an area that is roy to live in. Therefore, it must be at least seven tefachim wide by seven tefachim long. Schach, which is on top of the sukkah, must create a situation where tzilasa is meruba mechamasa. The shade is more prevalent than the sun. This schach must meet three requirements. Number one, it must be made from gidule karka, something which was grown from the ground, so this would rendle metals puzzle. Number two, it must be detached. In other words, it cannot be mechuber lekarka at the time it is being used. So, for example, if a tree a growing tree was hanging over a sukkah, it would render it puzzle. And number three, it must be unable to be makabal tuma. So food or kalim, for example, which could be makabal tuma, are not allowed to be used for schach. There are two other klalim, which we had in Masechtis Erevin, which are worth repeating here. We have the klal of lavud. If two walls or beams are within three tvachim of each other, they're considered as connected. And also the klal of leishaltaba enav. A person has a normal vertical range of vision. In other words, if someone walks in the street and he sees something sticking out of the 10th floor of the Empire State Building, he's not going to see it because it's too high up for his normal range of vision. This shear is usually 20 amas high. This is relevant not only to Erevin, but to Hanukkah and to Sukkah as well, as we will soon see. Now let us begin from the Mishnah on Daf Beis Amadalf. A Sukkah whose schach is more than 20 amas from the ground, in other words, the Sukkah is more than 20 amas high, that sukkah is considered puzzle. We measure the schach from the bottom of the schach. Rabbi Yehuda says, even in a case where it's more than 20 amas, the sukkah is considered kasha. And the Mishnah continues, if the schach is not at least 10 tvachim above the ground, or if the sukkah does not have three walls, or if the sukkah has a situation of chamasa, meruba, mitzilasa, the sunlight is more than the shade, these are all considered puzzle. Rashi adds that the most important part of the sukkah is the schach. And the Gemara says, We learned in Erevin on Daf Beis about a mavoy. A mavoy is a passageway surrounded by chatseris of homes on three sides, and the fourth side is open to a Rosh Hashanah. Midaraisa, one can carry from a chatser to a mavoy on Shabbos, but Midarabanan, 
you need a shitufe mavayis. This is like an Erev, and you, you get this by putting bread in one of the chatzeres to create a partnership between everyone around this area. They also said that you need a heker. You need either a lechi, a vertical beam, or a kaira, a horizontal beam. And over there we say that a beam on a mavoy, which is more than 20 amas high, needs to be lowered. And as long as you lower it, it can be kosher, but if you do not lower it, it's more than 20 amas, and it'll be puzzle. So we ask, why is there an eitzah given over there by Erevin to lower it? But over here we say it's completely puzzle. So we answer that a sukkah is midaraisa, and Erevin, the necessity of a kaira, is only midarabanan. Since the sukkah is midaraisa, we have to be more machmer. Also, the dinam of sukkah are so complex the Mishnah just wanted to keep it simple by saying simply puzzle and by not giving you a way out. And the Gemara asks, how do we know that more than 20 Amas by a sukkah makes the sukkah puzzle? So we have three Turutzim. Rabbah says, the Pasuk says, Basukah is teishvu, l'man yedu If the sukkah is more than 20 Amas tall, then he's not yedu, he's not aware that he's in a sukkah. Since above 20 Amas, we say, his eyes don't reach that far. Rabbi Zera says that you must be in the shade of the schach not in the shade of the walls. And once the sukkah is that high, then you're in the shade of the walls. And Rav says, the Pasuk says, Basukah is teishvu shivas yomim. You need seven days in a diras arai. If it's too high, then it's considered a diras kava. And that's a place where people put up a strong and high foundation. Therefore, that's why it's possible. Rav and Rav Zera use the Pasuk of Laman Yedu Dereseichem not to tell you how to build a sukkah, like Rabbah, who tells you that it has to be more than 20 amasai, but rather why we build a sukkah. So that in future generations, we'll remember the Anane HaKavad. According to Rabbah, even though normally more than 20 amas schach, which is more than 20 amas high, is considered puzzle, but if the wall goes all the way, way up to the schach, then the schach can, be even, can be even be more than 20 amas high, because we say then, Sholtava enough. The Gemara said that the smallest possible sukkah is seven tvachim by seven tvachim. Why is that? Because that would hold al-hamita, a person's head and most of his body on a bed, Vishulchanai, and his table. Helani Halmalka and her seven sons had a sukkah which was more than 20 amas high, and the Chachamim went into it, and they did not tell her anything. And when the Gemara mentions this, the Gemara also says that women are putter from sukkah, since it's a mitzvah sashay shazman grama, and children are also putter from sukkah, although we need to be mechanachta. And Rashi adds here, but if a woman actually does a mitzvah sasei, shazman grama, she does not make a bracha. Taf Kimo. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Yitzchak says, lahalacha, that a sukkah must be able to hold at least Rashi v'rubai v'shulchanai. This is the shita of Beishamai, that Rashi v'rubai is not enough, but you need shulchanai also. We know as a machlekes, if you just have Rashi v'rubai in a sukkah, but the shulchan is in the house, Beishil says that the sukkah is kosher, Beishamai says that it's pasal. And Taisus mentions here that this is one of the six places in Shas where we have a machlekes between Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai, and we paskin like Beis Shammai. The Gemara says that if a home is not at least four by four amas big, then it is putter from mezuzah, because the Pasuk says al mezuzah is Beisecha, that this particular Beisecha is too small to be a house, therefore it is putter from mezuzah. It also isn't mechuyev in the mitzvah of Vasisa Maka Legagacha, building a roof, building a, a um, fence on top of the roof, it isn't mitama binigayim, and it doesn't need to be included in Erev Chatseris. Why is that? All this is because this is not considered a house. It's less than 4 by 4 amas. This house also cannot be used to extend a city. We know that after 143, 141 and one third amas outside a city, the city ends. So if this bias is between the cities at 70 and 2 thirds amas, it would not merge the two cities.
If a person puts an Erev in a gatehouse, in a Beishar, or a mere peset on a porch, then it is not Chal. You must put it in one of the homes around the Chatzar. The Gemara says, Rav Huna says, a Chatzar is divided for the purposes of Yerusha based on the amount of homes on the property that the person gets. Lafi Psachah. So if one brother, for example, gets one big house, and one of the brothers gets three small houses, then as far as dividing up all the land, person number A, brother number A, who got the one house, even though it was a big house, he gets one quarter of the land. But brother number B, who got three small houses, would get three quarters of the land, because he got three quarters of the houses. Rav Chizda says no, that each door gets four amas outward, in other words, a front yard, and all the rest of the land is divided up equally between the two brothers. Daftalat. If there are more than 20 amas between the floor and the schach, which would normally render the sukkah possible, you can reduce the airspace between the floor and the schach by putting things on the floor. However, these things have to be things that are not considered chashif, and things that he would be mavatal. So, for example, blankets and pillows, those would not be good, since you care about them. And on chalamayid, you're probably going to end up picking them up. Masha'en kein straw or offer, it's considered good to reduce the airspace, and it will help to be machshev a sukkah, since you're really mavatal, these types of things. The Gemara says that if the leaves of the schach came into the 20 Amas airspace, so we ask, is it kosher or if it's not? The Gemara answers, if if the shade is more than the sun, then it's considered kosher. But if there's not enough shade from these hutzin, then it's puzzle. The Gemara says that a sukkah that is less than 10 tfachim is puzzle since it's considered a dira serucha. It's very, very short, and a person cannot normally live in it. The Gemara says that if between the wall of the sukkah and the beginning of the kasher schach is a space of less than four amas, we say that the sukkah is considered kasher because of a special halacha l'maisr mishsinai called doifen akuma. Imagine, for example, a house that is ten amas high with a piece of roof three amas wide sticking out of it and the sukkah is built against the house with the wall of the house acting as a wall of the sukkah. So the roof of the house is the beginning of the schach i.e. the first three amas of the schach. This schach is obviously puzzle. But then begins the kashra schach. In this particular case, we say that this sukkah is 100% kasher because of daifen akuma. We pretend that this piece of roof is simply a bent extension of the wall of the sukkah, i.e. the wall of the house. It's as if the wall of the house is really 13 amas tall. The bottom 10 amas are vertical, and the top three are bent horizontally over the sukkah. Now, the schach kosher is like the beginning of all of the schach, and therefore the sukkah is kosher. The Gemara says that if the sukkah is less than 10 tfachim, you should dig out from the ground to increase the airspace to get to more than 10 tfachim. This is called a chakak. The Gemara says that you cannot create a sukkah kosher when you build a platform and try to say good asik mechitzta, having the walls extending upward imaginarily, since you must have solid, recognizable walls by a sukkah. And finally, the Gemara says that if one builds four kundesim, four logs into the ground, and you put schach on top of them, Rabbi Yaakov says it's kosher. The Chachamim say it's not kosher. And this machlekes between Rav Huna and Rav Nachman, exactly what the circumstance of this machlekes was. Finally, the Gemara asks, how do we know that a sukkah must be more than ten tfachim high? So the Gemara answers, the aron was nine tfachim, and the kaparis was one tafach, that's a total of ten tfachim. Tafei. Hashamayim l'ashem of Yaretz nasan libnei Adam. This teaches us that the Shechina never came down mamish to the arts, but it was always more than ten tfachim above the arts. Regarding this, we say that Moshe, when he went up to Shamayim, was surrounded completely by the Shechina.
The Gemara says that all Kalim in the Mishkan had Minatera measurements for the width, the length, and the height, except for the Kaparis, which had no height. So we learned it as the shear of one tefach, which is the smallest measurement in the Mishkan, which is the measurement of the daf of the Shulchan. And we know, when we have a choice of larger or smaller measurements, we always take the smaller measurement, because we say tafasta meruba le tafasta, tafasta muat tafasta. The word kruv from the kruvim is equal to rabia, which is equal to child, which is what they looked like. The Gemara says that according to Remeir, all amas used in the Mishkan were amas of six tfachim wide. So the Mishkan, therefore, was 60 tfachim tall. So the Kruvim and the Aran were one-third the height, 20 tfachim, of the total Mishkan. So the difference between the top of the Kaparis and the top of the Kruvim was equal to 10 tfachim. This is a raya for the shear of a sukkah. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, that we used Amashisha for the binyan of the Mishkan, but we used Amachamisha for the Kli of the Mishkan, so that there were 11 and a half tfachim between the Kaparis and the Kruvim. So how did he learn it? So we answer, Rabbi Yehuda learns the Shir Sukkah from Halacha Lameisha Misinai. And finally the Gemara says, Rav Chia Bar Ashi, Amarav says, the Halachas of Shiurin, Chatzitzin, and Mechitzin are all Halacha Lameisha Misinai. Tafav. We ask, how can we say that the Shiurim are only Halacha Lameisha Misinai? We have a Betherosh Pasuk which teaches us many of the Shiurim. The Pasuk in Dvarim, Perachas, Eretz Chita Usa'ira, Vigefen Vurimain, Eretz Zayetz Shemenu Devash. And all these teachers are shiurim, as we're going to see in a minute. Therefore, how can we say it's halach l'meishim Sinai, shiurim armida raisa? What is it that we learn exactly from this pasuk? Chita teaches us how long it takes for a beggar to become tameh when a person goes into a house with an ega. This is the shir of kadeachilas pras of chita. Soira teaches us the shir of etzem kisoira, a bone from a dead body, the size of a soira, is metama vayamaga umasa. Geffen teaches us the shir of kadei revias yain lenozer. How much a nazir must drink to become Tameh? Tein teaches us Gregros, the minimum shear for Chiyav Haitzah B'Shavas. Rimain is the size of a hole you can have before a keli becomes broken, and therefore it is not Tameh. Zayas teaches us the shear of most Isurim V'Heterim, their shear is a Kezayas. And finally, Devash, the honey of dates, teaches us the shear of Sevilla, how much you must eat to be Chayav Karas and Yom Kippur. This is the shear of Kekayseves Hagasa, of a large date. The Maskana, these are all Halach Lomeshim Sinai, but this Pasuk all teaches the many different Esmachtas regarding these Shiurim. The Gemara Ben asks, Chatzitza is also Minatara, but Rachatz is called Besarev Amayim. So how can we say that it's only Halach Lomeshim Sinai? So we say that Halach Lomeshim Sinai says we include hair as a Chatzitza. Midaraisa Chatzitza is only Chal by hair if it's Ru by a Makpit. Most of the hair is dirty and he's Makpit on it. Midarabanan, either one is considered a Chatzitza. The Gemara says that Halacha L'Meshim Yisinei by Mechitza includes three things. Number one, Gud Asik Mechitza and Gud Achitz Mechitza. Gud Asik Mechitza is by a sukkah, the upwardness of imagining a wall which continues upward. Gud Achitz Mechitza is by Eruvin, teaches us that a wall which exists can be extended downwards imaginarily. Secondly, the Halacha of Lavud, that if something is less than three Tfachim from something else, it's considered part of that something else. And finally, number three, Daifin Akuma, that if Schach is within four Amas of a wall, we extend that wall. The Gemara says that the Mishnah had mentioned that you need a total of three walls for a sukkah, two full adjacent walls of seven by seven Tfachim, and a third one which is at least one Tafach wide. Reb Shimon says you need a total of four walls, three full walls, and a fourth one that has at least one Tafach. What is the reasoning behind this Machlekes between the Chachamim, who hold three walls are needed for a sukkah, and Reb Shimon who holds four walls? 
The Chachamim hold Yesh Aim Lemesaris. The Kidua Pasuk is how it is written. Rabbi Shimon holds Yesh Aim Lemikra. The Kidua Pasuk is how it is read. We know that there are three Psukim regarding the mitzvah of Sukkah from Parshish Amor. The first Pasuk says, Basukah is Teshvu Shivas Yomim. The word Sukkah is written Samach Chaf Saf. The second says, Kola Ezrach Bi Yisrael Yeshvu Basukah. It is also written Samach Chaf Saf. And the last Pasuk says, Laman Yedu Daresechem, Kivasukah is Hashafti as Bene Yisrael, Vaitzi Aisam Eretz Mitzrayim Ani Hashem Alekechem. This is written Samach Chaf Vav Saf. According to the Chachamim, we say, Yesh Em Lemesiris, the key to a Pasuk is how it is written. Since the first two Psukim do not have the letter Vav, but could be read as Sukas, it is like it is written as a word with one Vav, Sukas. And since the third Pasuk has a Vav, so it is clearly written as Sukais, therefore it's like it has two Vavs. So we have one Vav, plus one Vav, plus two Vavs, is equal to four Vavs. This is for four walls. However, the first Pasuk we need for the general Mitzvah of Sukkah, therefore we have three walls left, and this is symbolic of the three walls. Comes the Halach Sinai and tells us that one of these three can be Chaser, and only needs to be one tefach thick. Hence, we have two full walls, plus this third one is equal to three walls. Rip Shimon, on the other hand, says, Yesh aim lamikra. We don't care what's written. We only care how it is mamish read. And since all three are read by the Balkari as sukais, it is like each word has two vavs. So we have two, plus two, plus two, is equal to six. However, the first pasuk we need for the general mitzvah, so now we have four left, which is symbolic of four walls. Comes the halacha l'mayshinitzinai, and tells us that one of these four can be chaser. So that one only needs to be one tefah thick. Daf Zayin. The third wall, which is the one that's the tefah, the third wall of the sukkah, must be placed keneged hayoitze, at the end of either of the two walls. This tefah must be a tefah seichek, the larger of the normal shirma of the tefachim. We know that there are two different types of tefachim, and a tefah seichek is one where loose fingers of the fist are, which is a little bit wider than when the fingers are tight. And it must be within the three tefachim of the wall. It has to be lovered. You can see this in the diagram in the Gemara. Rabbi Yehuda says that a sukkah made like a mavoy, looking again in the diagram in the Gemara, that's okay. And you put the third wall, which is the wall with the tefach, next to one of them. Rava says that in this case, the third wall must create a tzuras hapesach. It must look like a doorway, where it has two l'chayayim, two vertical l'chayayim, and one kana horizontally on top. And the Gemara says that according to Rava, when sukkah is on Shabbos, if you want to carry into the sukkah, even though Lagabi Shabbos, you need three full walls to create a Rishus Hayachid, and these walls have to be Ayman Burubala parts, meaning to say that even the third wall has to have mostly things that are standing up and not mostly broken part of the wall. But this particular sukkah, which is two walls and one tafach, would be okay to carry in anyway on sukkahs. Why? Because we say Migu Dahavi Daifin Linyan Sukkah, Havi Daifin Linyan Shabbos. But we say that this heter is only if the walls are lovered. The Gemara says that if one puts chach on pasi biros, see the diagram in the Gemara, these are beams over wells, it's okay to carry on Shabbos sukkahs, even without the walls. Since these were mutter during the time of the Beis Hamikdash, during the Eile Regalan. The Gemara says that if the sunlight shines through the walls versus through the schach, it's kosher. Rabbi Yeshia says it's possible. We say that a lot of Tanayim agree that you need a permanent structure for a kasher sukkah, a diras kava. But a diras harai is possible. We, of course, don't paskin like this. The Gemara says that if someone makes a sukkah on top of a wagon or on top of a ship, Rabbi Gamliel says it's possible because they're unstable and it's a diras harai. Rabbi Akiva says it's kosher. We say that a sukkah shaped round is possible since it has no zavis, it has no corners, and it is not a diras kava. 
we paskin today, of course, that we use for a sukkah, a diras, a rai. The Gemara says that Rabbi Yechanan holds a round sukkah is okay, as long as it's big enough to hold 24 people. And we use the formula of diameter of one is equal to a circumference of three. This today is the measurement of pi, which is 3.14. In order to fit a 4 by 4 ama square sukkah in a circle, you need a circle that's 16 and 4 fifths in circumference, or some shatim say slightly more than that, 18. The Gemara says two sukkahs built by a potter side by side, the inner sukkah for living and the outer one for working, and the outer one has schach. The inner one is chayev the mezuzah, but it is possible sukkah. The outer one is kosher sukkah, but it does not need a mezuzah, since it's clearly a dirasarai, while the inner one is like an all-year residence. We say that ganbach are all sukkahs kosher, even though it wouldn't seem so. Ganbach stands for sukkahs goyim, a non-Jewish sukkah used for shelter. Nun is for nashim. They're not really mechuyev in sukkah, but these are a kosher sukkah. And sukkah is for kusim and for behemoths. The Gemara says the reason this stuff on top is called schach is since it shades the person from sun. The key to schach, Rashi says, is that you need enough schach to protect you from the sun. According to Rabbeinu Tam, you shouldn't have too much schach. In other words, you should have only enough schach to give you tzel, but not enough to protect you from gesha. The Gemara says that the sukkahs of rakbash, reish, kuf, beiz, shin, are also kosher, even though they weren't built l'shem sukkah. What are these things standing for? Rayim, sukkahs of rayim, from shepherds, which were built to protect them from the sun. Kaitzim, watchers of figs. Burgenin, the city guardians. And Shemre Paris, people who watched the Paris. The Gemara asks, why do we say that women who make tzitzes, that tzitzes are not kosher, since they're not mitzvah in it, but by sukkah we say that if they build it, it is considered kosher. They're also not mitzvah in it. Why is it kosher? So one tarot says, because sukkahs don't need lishma, but tzitzes need lishma. Some sefer in Yerodea, Simon, Reshayan Aleph, says Sukkah, the Asiyah, is not the mitzvah, but the yeshiva is. Mashainke by tzitzis. That's why we do not make a bracha on the building of a sukkah. Daftas. We have a Mishnah. An old sukkah, which is a sukkah built more than 30 days ago, and a person had no kavana to use it for a sukkah, Beis Shammai says it's puzzle, since he had no kavana. Beis Hillel says it's okay as long as it fills the physical requirements. Interestingly enough, the shear of 30 days is learned from Pesach. We know that the halachas of Pesach are learned 30 days before the Chag. However, the Mishnah says, if you make it more than six months ago, but you did have kavana to make it into a sukkah, that it's kosher. And the Gemara says that the wood of a sukkah on sukkahs is not allowed to be used for other things. Taisu says that this is an Iser de Rabbanon. The Gemara says that a sukkah does not have to be built for a full period of seven days, but even if you build it on Chalamayit, it's okay. Rabbi Eliezer says that this is not allowed. The Gemara says that tzitzes must be tasa, v'loi mino ase. You must make the threads. You cannot use pre-existing threads that happen to be appropriate looking for tzitzes. In other words, stray threads that are at the end of a begot. Then we have a Mishnah. If someone builds a sukkah with leaves of a live tree on top of it, then it's puzzle. It's like building under a house. But if one built one sukkah on top of another, the top of it is kosher, but the bottom of it is puzzle. Rabbi Yehuda says that if you can't live in the upper sukkah, since the schach is below it, in other words, the upper schach of the lower sukkah, then the lower sukkah is kosher. And the Gemara says that Rava says, this chumra of a tree is only if tzilasa meruba mechamasa. But if chamasa is meruba mitzilasa, then it's okay since the shade is not coming from this tree, but it's from your own schach. 
The Ran says that if one removes the roof from his house and the beams remain, and the Balabayas puts schach on top of it, as long as the schach is raiv, then it's kosher. Since the Halacha Lameisha Misinai says that kosher schach should be used, but not pasal schach. And since we go after raiv, it's kosher in this case. Dafyun. If you have sukkah al gabi sukkah, how much space do you need between the two sets of schach to create a situation of two sukkahs? Rafuna says you need a shear of one tefach. We learned this from Tumas Oyel. A space the size of at least one square tefach, a mace can be matama anything in that space, even if it's a big house. The same rule is that the space of a tefach after a chatzitza will break the tuma. Rav Chizda says the shear is four tefachim, since all mekayme chashuvim are four tefachim. And Shmuel says the shear is ten tefachim. This is the normal amount of a person's normal living space. Then we have a Mishnah. If someone put up a sheet, we know a sheet is makabal tumah, therefore it's pasal tashach, and a person put the sheet on top of the shach to protect from the sun, or he has a canopy of a bed in the sukkah, that he's not yotza the mitzvah. And we say that if you have kosher shach, but you decorated the sukkah with hanging fruits and decorations, then it's kosher. This is noy sukkah. Of course, these decorations don't come to be mai at the height of the sukkah, or add to the height of the sukkah. But we say that these items are muktzah midrabanan over the yontif. The Gemara says schach hanging more than four tefachim below the schach. Rav Nachman says its sukkah is kosher since it's bottle to the schach, and Rav Chizda says that it's pasul since it's like a second oil. We bring down a ma'isa where Rav Nachman was a mesharis by the Reish Galusa, and Rav Chizda visited, and Rav Nachman put him in this type of a sukkah. And the Ritva asks, I isn't this lift naive real I see Tay Mikshal? They answered, We're really potter from Sukkah, since we're Shluche Mitzvah. Therefore, there was no issue that they were holding to their own Shita. The Gemara says finally that normally a person cannot make a bracha if there's a naked body in the vicinity. However, if a naked person is under an oil, as long as the oil is, is less than 10 Tvachim tall, he can stick his head outside the canopy and make a bracha. This is akin to a person's regular clothing, where underneath the regular clothing, a person doesn't have anything on either but he's still allowed to make a bracha because his head is sticking outside of the clothing. According to Rabbah and Rabbi Yehuda, a person can sleep under a bed or a canopy in a sukkah. And then we have a Mishnah. If someone pulled a grapevine over a sukkah, it's possible even if he put schach kasher on top of it. However, if he cut the vine, so therefore it's not mechuber lekarka anymore, or if a schach kasher is the rife, then it's kasher. The klal is that for schach to be kasher, it has to be a situation where it has to have been grown from the ground, and it also cannot be makabal tuma. In other words, it cannot be a kli. The Gemara says that Rab Amram Chasida put tchelas on the women's begadim, since he held that sitzes had a chiyav at night also. Therefore, there are mitzvahs that say shaloi has groma, and therefore a woman would be mechuyav but sitzes. And the pasuk of Uri Isam does not come to exclude night, but comes to exclude blind people from the mitzvah of sitzes. The Gemara says that if sitzes were put onto a begad and were cut later, or if schach falls from a tree onto a sukkah, and that becomes most of the actual schach, then the sukkah is pasal, and the tzitzes are pasal, since these mitzvahs must be tasa v'loi mina osa. They cannot be something which is used from what was already made. The Gemara says that lulav tzarach agar, preparation where you bind the three minim together. The Tanakhama says this is not ma'akaf, but rather if you bind them together, it's zakhevi v'anveyu, you're doing the mitzvah beautifully. Rabbi Yehuda says without agad, it's not kosher at all. And finally, the Gemara says, Kiva What exactly were these sukkahs that we're referring to at the Pasuk? Rabbi Yezra says these were the Anane HaKavad. And Rabbi Akiva says these were real booths. Dafyud Beis. 
Bundles, more than 25 pieces of straw or twigs, are puzzle for tzchach, unless you untie them. However, these bundles may be used for walls of the sukkah. We said that the reason bundles are usher is since he may come from the field with a wet bundle, he'll put it on top of the hut and then decide he'll use it for tzchach. So it'll be puzzle since it must be mitasa belaymina usher. The Gemara says that a keli can be makabal tuma if it has a base kibo, and if it's makabal tuma, then it becomes puzzle of And finally, the Gemara says that unprocessed flax pishtan can be used for schach, since it cannot be makabal tuma. Dapshid Gimel. Higi, or any type of schach which would make a person want to leave the sukkah because it smells bad or leaves fall or it's uncomfortable, this type of schach is puzzle. The Gemara says if you tie three things together, it's an igud, it's a bundle. Two things is a machlekes between Rabbi Yaisi and the Rabbanan. Rabbi Abba says, Yerakas used as a roof can create an oil to be metama a person or a keli under the same roof as a mace. Therefore, it is possible schach because it's makabal tuma and it is too thin. The Gemara says that in Chulin, we learn the halacha of tumas yad. If tuma touches branches of a fruit, the yad of the fruit, the whole fruit becomes tame. And if the fruit is tame, it can transmit tuma via its yad. So in the case of Habaitzer Lagas, if someone cuts grapes to make wine, there is no halacha of Tumas Yad, since Yad only applies if the Yad is wanted and is valuable. So we say Habaitzer Lagas, Ein Lo Yadus. Also, if one cuts Tvua, straw, for Schach, the grain inside is considered Yadus, and the straw cannot become Tameh since he doesn't want it. A keli can only be makabal Tuma if it is Nigmar Malachtai, for example, a piece of leather which has already been finished. And, if the Baal has machshava to make it into a kli, it also becomes roya the kabal tuma. The Gemara says if one tramples on yadus, basisan, it loses its status of yadus, and it is not makabal tuma according to the Tanakhama. Rabbi Yaisi says that it is makabal tuma. And finally, the Gemara says tefilas of tzaddikim are like pitchforks, since they make HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mind change. In other words, get moved around, the same way that tfua gets turned around by the pitchforks. Then we have a Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda says one can cover a sukkah with boards. Rabbi Neir says you cannot. The Mishnah says if a person puts a board less than four amas wide on top of the sukkah, then the sukkah remains kosher, as long as the board is samach, is next to the wall. This is because the halacha, because of the halacha of daifin akuma. As we already mentioned, the halacha of daifin akuma, which is halacha l'moshim b'sinai, allows one to say that the vertical wall is imaginarily bent over at a 90 degree angle, and this horizontal piece while appearing as pasal aschach, is really just an extension of the adjacent wall. Obviously, however, while Daifin Akuma doesn't pasal the entire sukkah, you aren't allowed to sit under it, mamish, since it isn't schach, but you have to sit under the kasher aschach part. <clears throat> At this point, it's worth mentioning an interesting way of transforming one's kar into a kasher sukkah using this heter of Daifin Akuma. I have heard this solution quoted from both Rav Heinemann in Baltimore and Rav Shimon Eider in Lakewood. And it's good to know if you're ever in a traveling situation and you need a kasher sukkah. To do this, you must have a four-door car. You cannot use a two-door car. What you do is you open up the left front door and the left back door. These are your first two walls. Make sure that the bottom of these doors is within three tfachim of the ground. In other words, that they should be lovet. You may need to pull up to a curb to create the situation of lovet, to get close to the ground. Now, put schach on top of the two open doors. In other words, the schach slats would run from the top of the back door to the top of the front door. Now, you must have schach that is at least seven tvachim long by seven tvachim wide. It's also preferable to have that these slats not touch the metal doors mamish, 
but another little piece of wood, so it's not touching something which is royal Kabbaltuma. You can now sit down and eat under the kasher eschach. So let's see, what do we have here? The three walls are number one, the left back door, which is perpendicular to the car. Number two, the left front door, which is perpendicular to the car. And number three, the entire right side of the car, which becomes your third wall. So now you have a kasher sukkah, which has kasher eschach. The question is, what about the metal roof, which is c- completely puzzle, the roof of the car? It's puzzle because it's royal Kabul tuma. What are you going to do with that? So we say that this is not considered schach at all, but it's considered daifen akuma, since it is simply the bent extension of the right side of your car, your wall number three. One last point. In order for this to work, the total width of the car must be less than four amas wide, because as we learned before, the halacha l'mayshim Sinai only applies for space less than four amas. So much for the solution. I actually once almost did this. One year on Cholamoid Sukkis, I needed to be at a business meeting in a place called South Padre Island, Texas. And the closest sukkah that I was aware of was in San Antonio, which was 300 miles away. And I really wanted to eat the sandwich that I had in my bag. So I pulled into a hardware store, and I said, you know, I'm going to try this, this Eitzah, this, this special Eitzah, let me see what I can do. I actually found some nice wooden slats, but then I guess I chickened out, so to say. And I guess what happened was I wasn't really 100% sure on how to do this. So instead I said, you know, forget about it. I just pulled into a 7-Eleven. I picked up a banana and a bag of potato chips, which don't have any chi of yeshiva basuka, And that's what I ate for my supper. So, so, so much for the eights, but it's good to know this if you're ever in a situation and you really need to eat what it is you could do to try to be able to fulfill the mitzvah of sukkah. The Gemara then says that if a person places a board more than four amas wide on its side, so now it's actually less than four amas wide, so Rav Chizda says kosher, and Rav Puna says puzzle. Daf Tesvav. We have a Mishnah. A roof which has no plaster, so it just has loose boards that are more than four tvachim. In order to use it, Beishamai says you need mafakpek, which is shaking up the boards, in other words, taking out the nails to remove tasa veloimino asoy. And you also must remove a plank of the pasal eschach and replace it with kasher eschach, since this one maisa, as Rashi says, is like being mavatal the roof completely. According to Basil, you can do either of these two things, either mafakpeg or removing a plank of the pasal eschach. Rameir says mafakpeg is no good at all, but only the tila of achas, taking one of the boards, works in order to be machsheret. We better have another Mishnah. If one covers a sukkah with metal pieces, Metal pieces, as we know, are number one, not Gidulei Karka, and number two, Armakabal Tuma, two Psulim in Tzrach. If at least half of the boards are kosher, then we say the sukkah is kosher. If one hollows out a haystack, which is another case we bring down, and we hollow out the haystack to create a sukkah, then it's also puzzle. Why? Because the sukkah now is also Tasa Vleimina Asoy. We know that a sukkah has to be made, Mamish, a person has to make it, and it can't be used from something which already exists. The Gemara says that by Shabbos, if we have a breach in a mechitza, which was used as an Erev, and the breach is exactly as big as the mechitza itself, in other words, parrots ka'imid, so according to Rapuna Breder of Yeshua, it's puzzle, since we need oimid meruba ala parrots. It can't be equal, but we need more of the wall standing than parrots, then that's what is knocked down. I, we ask, our Mishnah is mashmah that it's kosher. So the Gemara answer is, in the Mishnah, there's really more space than schach puzzle. Or we could say, one crisscrosses the schach puzzle with the schach kosher. And finally, the Gemara says one cannot use worn-out kalim for schach because there were once regular kalim, which were makabel tumah.
Tatasayin. How is a bed Mekabal Tuma? According to Rabbi Eliezer, only if it's a fully built bed, a Kli Chashev. But according to the Chachamim, even if it's just pieces of the bed, it can be Mekabal Tuma. As we said, you cannot dig out a sukkah from a haystack, because it has to be Tasev Leimin But if before he hollows it out, there was already a Cholol of 7 by 7 Tvachim, which was one Tefach tall, then it can be used if he hollows out more space downward into the ground to be Mashlim to 10 Tvachim. Because once he does that, there's no problem with Tasev Leimin then we have a Mishnah. One who builds walls of a sukkah from the top down. Normally we know we build walls from the bottoms up. But if we build them top down, and the wall does not reach within three tvachim of the ground, then it's possible. Since it's a machitza tuluya, it's a hanging machitza, where it's possible for gediyim bakabai. It's possible for gediyim, to, small gediyim, to walk underneath it. Therefore it's not lovin. Rav Yaisi says, as long as the walls are ten tvachim tall, it's kosher, no matter how many tvachim they are from the ground. And the Tanakhama adds, if you build from the bottoms up, and it's ten tefachim tall, but now it doesn't reach the schach completely, then we say that it's kosher because we say good asik mechitzda. We say that the walls extend upward. In Erev and in Sukkah, we constantly have the column of good asik mechitzda and good achis mechitzda. Good asik means a wall that goes upward, and you imagine it continuing upward. Good achis means when you have something going downward, and you imagine that the walls are going downward. If you want a good way to remember which is which, just remember that walking up a hill is a bigger asik than walking down the hill. So, good asik is the asik going up. That's how you can remember what's up and what's down regarding this. Continuing on Daftar sign, Rav Yaisi was only matir a machitza tluya by sukkah, since it's a mitzvah saseh, but not by Shabbos regarding an Erev, where we have an Isra skila. And even though Erev is only mirabanan, but it fits under the general klal of Isurei Shabbos, which carry Misa. The Gemara says that there was a Maisa Tzipari, where they forgot to bring a Sefer Torah from houses in a Chatzar to the Shul, and there was no Erev. So they brought the Sefer Torah after building a Mechitza Tuluya of sheets. Even though Rabbi Yaisi had paskined that it's also to do this, then Rabbi Yaisi was Niftar. The city ended up paskining like Rabbi Shmuel by Rabbi Yaisi, who paskined Lakula. The Bach in Chayshin Mishpat Simen Chafhei brings a riot that if a certain person was a Rav in a city, and he was Niftar, his replacement, his Mamalamakam, can change his psak if he wants to. However, the Taisvis Harash and the Ran bring a raya from Perak Makam Shanagu in Mesachtis Psachim, and their mashma that once a Minig Ha'isr was established in a city, it cannot be changed by a new Rav. And finally, we say even Lavud on two sides of a Machitza could be kosher. Not only on one side of something is, do we say Lavud, but even on two sides we could say Lavud. Dafyud Zayin. We have a Mishnah. If the Schach, the horizontal Schach, is more than three tvachim from the walls, the sukkah is pasal. If it's less than three, then we say that it's okay because of lavad. However, if the space is not avir, but rather it's just simply schach pasal, then the sukkah is kosher, as long as the salad material is less than dalad amas wide. This is because of the halachal of daifin akuma, which we've mentioned a number of times. The Mishnah also brings a similar case of achsadra, which is an extended roof around a courtyard. You can see this in Perishchai, diagram number 253. So in that case, we also say the heter of Daifan Akuma. The Chiddush of this case of Achsadra is that even though these roofs were not built the Shem Sukkah, we can still use the heter of Daifan Akuma. The Gemara says that two things which don't have the same common shear cannot be mitzdarif. And then we say that in the Harda it was taught that according to everyone, Schach Pasel Minat Sad can be up to four Amas wide, and we have the heter of Daifan Akuma. But if, it's, if the schach pasal is bi'emtza, in the middle of the sukkah, 
So according to Rav, it's the same as Minatzat. You can have up to four Amas and it's kosher. But according to Shmuel, once it's Be'emtza, it can only be up to four Tvachim. Otherwise, it's Pasal. Because we don't say the Halacha of Daifin Akuma in the middle. In Shulchan Aruch Sim and Tafre Shlam and Beis, we paskin like Shmuel. That four Tvachim in the middle of the Sukkah, which are Pasal Aschach, make the Sukkah Pasal Be'emtza. And the Bir Halacha adds that although normally we always paskin like Rav, except in cases of Dine Mominus, where we paskin like Shmuel, here we end up paskin like Shmuel anyway, since the Talmidim of Rav also had like Shmuel, as we see in the Gemara on Dafyun Zayan of Aleph. Finally, the Gemara says that slats that are more than four Tvachim wide, everyone agrees that they're Pasal, because of Gzeris Tikra. We may think that a ceiling would be good if we matter these also. Dafyun Chas. There's a Machlekes if we can use the Heter of Lavud in the middle of the Sukkah. We know that if there's a dead body in a house, all kalim in this house become tome via tumas oil. However, if there's a skylight that opens up one tefach thick, all kalim under the skylight remain tahar. So we have a raya that ain't love would be amtsa. Because if we said yes, love would be amtsa, this one tefach would now join with the two open sides of the skylight together, and they would be like closed because we would say love it. We paskin that by tumas oil, there is no love it at all. By Erev, we say that there is a halacha of Lavan. Then the Gemara says if there are vertical poles, which are less than three Tvachim apart, coming down from an Achsadra in a Chatzar, and we don't have walls, we just have poles, then we say that it's mutter to put Tzchach on this, and it will be kosher, according to Abaya, since we say the klal of Pitikra Yerid Vesaisen. Once we have a ceiling, we can say that that ceiling is imaginary, that the ceiling comes all the way down to the ground. And you can see this in Perish Chai, diagram number 277. This pitikra yard vasaisen is a form of gudachis, and as we mentioned, gudachis means going downward. But according to Rava, this sukkah is considered pasal, since leamrin and pitikra yard vasaisen. There are no sukkah walls here, there are only poles. Therefore, you can't use imagination to extend the achsadra downward as full walls. Finally, the Gemara says that an achsadra in a field, a roof supported by four poles, Rav says you can carry in all of it, since we say it's a rishas harabim. Why? Because the fact that it has these walls, we say Pitikri Yard Vesaisim. It doesn't have the walls, but the poles and the ceiling create Pitikri Yard Vesaisim. So it's like a Rishas Hayachet. But Sheikin Shmuel says you can only carry Dalamas, since it's not considered a Rishas Hayachet, since Ein Amrin and Pitikra Yarid Vesaisim. Tafyutas. A sukkah, where we have a situation of Nira Mibachutz Vishabim Mibifnim, where the pillar was visible only from the outside of the sukkah, but not from the inside, we say that this is kosher. The Gemara says Pesel Hayatsim in a sukkah that the meaning to say that the schach continues behind the sukkah, as long as this new area still has three walls, it's considered kosher, even though these two mini-sukkahs now share a common center wall. And this can be seen clearly in the Sefer Parish Chai, diagram number 307. The Gemara says if there are less than three tvachim of empty space, in other words, there's no schach in that area, the sukkah is kosher. But of course, one cannot be yitz, the mitzvah of sitting or sleeping under that particular spot, the Mishnah. If someone makes a sukkah shaped like a bird trap, shaped like a vertical triangle, Rabbi Yezra says puzzle, since the sukkah now has no roof. The Chachamim say kasher. The Gemara, though, adds that, according to Rabbi Yezra, Rabbi Yezra would be maida if this triangle of walls begins one tafach from the ground, then the sukkah is kasher. Since this one little tafach is now lavad, so it's like a wall, and all of the triangle tzach is like now the roof of the sukkah, the Mishnah. A large machatzelas, a large mat made out of wood, made to be used as a kli, cannot be used as a schach, since it's makabal tuma. Although we know normally, normally wood is not makabal tuma, but if it, once it's made into a kli, like a bed, for example, then it is makabal tuma. 
And if you made it lachatchila eschach, then it is kosher, because then it wasn't really made to be a kli. Rabbi Yezu says that there are differences between large and small mats. According to Rava, large mats are usually made for schach. Therefore, everyone's hold this, everyone holds that they're kosher. The machlekes of the Mishnah is by small mats, which are usually made for sleeping purposes. In that case, Rebel Yezer is mekel. Moving on to Davchaf, but according to Rev Papa, small mats are for sleeping. Therefore, they're puzzle. The machlekes in the Mishnah is by large mats. There, the Tanakama is mekel, and this, of course, is the opposite of Rava. Rav Daisa says that sleeping mats are considered kalim, and even if they touch a mace, they're considered, and they can become an avatuma. In order for something to become tame via tumas medrus, it must be used for sleeping. Reish Lakis said, let my suffering serve as a kapara for Abhiya and his sons. This is a phrase of covered for a parent or a rabbi who was nifter. And in those times, when some of the Torah was forgotten, Ezra came from Bavel and reestablished it. Later, Hillel did the same. And later, Abhiya and his sons did the same. The Gemara says, Rav Chizda says the only mats that can be used for schach are those without gedanfa, those without a raised border. Since once they have a raised border, they become a kli, and now the kli can be used to carry fruits. And finally we say, bizman hazeh, mats which everyone knows were made especially for schach, are muttered to be used for schach, and there's no chshash of marasayim. This concludes the first parak. Now let us begin the second parak of Masech Sukkah, Hayoshen Tachas Hamita, the Mishnah. If someone sleeps under a bed in a sukkah, he is not yet to the mitzvah, since he is under a new oil. The Gemara says for tumas oil, lagabia mace, you just need an area of one by one tfachim to form an oil. Masha'enki by sukkah, you need ten tfachim of height. Rabbi Yehuda adds that by tumas oil, this oil must have been created by man. However, if it was naturally formed, for example, water creating cracks in a wall, then it is not considered an oil. Tafchafalaf. For the sprinkling of the Kayan, who was going to burn the para aduma for its ashes, the Chachamim utilized young children who had never become Tame via Tumas Mace, or even Tame via Tumas Tahaim, which is an unknown Tuma below the ground. We paskin in Shulchan Arach, Simen, Tafresh, Chafzayim, that a sukkah must be a diras arai, and if one sleeps under a bed, he's not Yaitza. The Gemara says from the Maisa Tevi, Eved Rabban Gamliel, we learn that Avadim are Potter from the Mitzvah Saseh of Sukkah. The Gemara also says that not only do we learn halachas from the shiurim of Talmidei Chachamim, but we even learn halachas from their sicha, from their stam light talk. The Mishnah. If someone supports his sukkah with the legs of a bed, it's kosher. Rabbi Yehuda says, if it cannot stand, if the schach cannot stand without this bed, then it's pasal, since it's not kva, or possibly since it's makabal tuma. The Mishnah Bura in Tafresh Lamed Sifkat Nuntas paskins that mi'ikar hadin, there is no psul if you are maimed the schach, with a dover hamakabal tumah, for example, like metal. But still, it's better lachatchila not to do this. The Chazan Ish is more machmer on this, and he says that it's osir even b'diavad. Tavchav Beis, the Mishnah. A sukkah whose schach is miduvlelas, schach who is mixed up, a poor sukkah, where the, we have alternating sticks, higher and lower. You could see this in Sefer Parish Chai, diagram number 360. This sukkah is kosher, as long as we have a situation of tzilasa meruba mechamasa. And if there is so much schach that you cannot see the stars at all, we still say that the sukkah is kosher. The Gemara says that sukkah habaduvlalas, according to Rav, it means that there's not a lot of schach. According to Shmuel, it means that the upper and lower are alternating, and it is kosher because of lavud, or it is kosher because of chavait rami, that we lower the upper schach downward, 
This is similar to the klal of gudachis mechitzta. And once you lower him downward, it's like one large ceiling. To clarify this, if the slats are more than one tefach wide, then we apply the rule of chavait rami. However, if the slats are less than one tefach wide, then we could say that it's kosher because of lavud. That's as long as if the beams are at least no more than three tefachim apart. However, obviously, if they're more than three tefachim apart, then you cannot say the klal of lavud. The Gemara brings a raya from Tumas Oil in a bias valia, two floors without full ceilings, that we can apply chavait rami if there are alternating beams to create one full roof. We also see from this Mishnah that chavait rami only applies if the beams are at least one tefach wide. The Gemara says to carry in a mavoi, you need to put a horizontal kaira, a horizontal beam, on top. This kaira must be at least one tefach thick and strong enough to hold a brick of at least one and a half tefachim. And if one kaira is on top of the other, then we apply the halacha of chavait rami. The lower kaira must be more than ten tefachim high, and the higher kaira must be less than twenty amas high. The Gemara says that if kasher eschach is exactly equal to the amount of pasal eschach, then it's analogous in Masechtas Erevin to the call of Paritz Ka'imid. And there's a machlaikis between Rashi and Taisvis if this is kasher or not. The Gemara says that a sukkah where you cannot see the rays of the sun at all, Beishamai says it's pasal, Beishilah says that it's kasher, but in Simon, Tafresh Lam and Aleph, Sif Gimel, we say lechatchila we should try to be machmer, to see at least some stars. However, the Mishnah Brewer brings that if it's so thick that even rain cannot get into the sukkah, then it's pasal since it becomes like a roof of a house. We then have a Mishnah. If someone makes a sukkah on a wagon or a boat, then it's kosher. Although it could be knocked down by winds, but since it's a dira sarai, so then it's kosher. And we even say that it's mutu to go into them on yontav. However, a sukkah on top of a tree or on top of a gummel, although they're technically kosher for chalamayid, but you cannot go into them on yontav since we know these are muktzah midrabanan. The Mishnah follows Rabbi Akiva, that he holds a sukkah must be a diras arai. That's why a boat is mutter. Rabbi Gamliel says potter, if on a boat, because we say sukkah is diras inan. And since a wind could blow it away, then it's a diras, it's a diras arai, not a diras kva. The Gemara reflects a story where Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Akiva traveled together during sukkahs. And Rabbi Akiva actually built a sukkah in a traveling format. However, everyone holds that if the sukkah cannot withstand an ordinary wind, then it's possible. And this is halacha lemaisa today for sukkahs also, that if a sukkah cannot stand in Ruach Matsuya, as we see in Shulchan Aruch, Simen, Tav, Reish, Lamed, Sif Yud, then it's possible. The Gemara says that if someone places a sukkah on the backs of two behemoths, Rameir says it's kosher, Rabbi Yehuda says it's possible. And this is true because of the pasuk of Chak HaSukkah is Tas Lecha Shivas Yamim, that only a sukkah which is Roy Shiva only a sukkah which could stand for the full seven days, which is right to stand for the full seven days, is considered a sukkah. But if it can't, then it's possible. And that's the shita of Rabbi Yehud. The Gemara says that if one uses a behema as one of the walls of a sukkah, Rameir says pasal, since we learned in the Gemara in Erev and Tesvav, we know that kol davar by ruach chayim ain if something is a living item, you're not allowed to use it for a wall. And this applies to a wall of a sukkah, to a wall of a mavoi, to pasibiras. Pasibiras are four corner walls which allow one to carry from a well on Shabbos. This was mutter during the Eile Regalim. You can see this in Sefer Parish Chai, diagram number 398. Or gaila covering for a grave. Rabbi Huda says in all these cases, it's kosher. Rabbi Yisiaglili says that a living animal can also not be used as a get. In other words, one cannot give his wife an animal with a get written on the Gemara says that the reason for the Shita of Rameir, that it's usher to use an animal, Abayah says it's because the animal may die, and Rabbi Zerah says because the animal may run away. 
We say that the daughter of a non-Kayin who is married to a Kayin is allowed to eat truma. But if her husband dies, she can only continue eating truma if she had children from that man. And if he went overseas, we assume that he's becheskes Chaim, so she can still eat truma, and we're not chayshish that maybe he's going to die. The Gemara says that if someone buys wine from Kusim, the famous case of halokeach yayin mibesakusim, mibenakusim, so he needs to take off truma and meiser. And if it happens to be Arab Shabbos, and he wants to use wine on Shabbos, but he has no keli to make the hafrasha on Arab Shabbos, so Rabbi Meir says, we say, yesh brera, and he can drink on Shabbos, because we say, hover hadavr lamafreya. It says, if on Shabbos, he was, cl- he clarified what it was he wanted to take off on Arab Shabbos. And we're not chayshish for bekiyas hanoid, but maybe the barrel will break. But according to Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Shimon, they say he's not allowed to drink on Shabbos, because we say, ein brera. Daf According to Rabbi Yehuda, why do we say that we could use a balchai for the wall of a sukkah? Why aren't we chayshish that the animal will die? Just like we're chayshish on Yom Kippur for the wife of the Kayin Gadol. What does this mean? We know from the Gemara in Yuma that the Pasuk says, V'chiper ba'adai u'ba'ad beisai, referring to the Kayin Gadol, that we have to prepare a backup wife for the Kayin Gadol on Yom Kippur just in case she dies, because he has to be able to be mechaper for both himself and beisai, and beisai is referring to wife. So why aren't we chayshish for the same thing here? So the Gemara answers, normally we're not chayshish for this. But since Yom Kippur is such an important thing, we're machmer even more so on Yom Kippur to make sure that he has a wife, because the Pasuk specifically says that. Rabbi Chabar Yaakov says a new reason in Rameir that you cannot use an animal for a while. And he says because you cannot use a machitza that stands only because of air. And since an animal is Dabr Shayesh by Ruach Chaim, it's alive because of air, that's why you're not allowed to use it for a while. Others say, according to Hashita, that you cannot use a machitza which wasn't man-made. So, for example, since an animal is not man-made, you're not allowed to use an animal for a machitza. We paskin like Rabbi Yehuda that you can use an animal for a machitza, but it must be tied up so it won't run away. And this, of course, applies both to using an animal as a wall for a sukkah and the gabi mechitzas as far as Hilcha Shabbos is concerned. We then have a Mishnah. If you use two trees as the walls for a sukkah, the sukkah is kosher, and you're allowed to use it on Yontav also. The Gemara says that Rabbacha bar Yaakov says that any mechitza that cannot stand in a Ruach Metsuya cannot be used for a wall of a sukkah or for walls, the gabi Hilchas Shabbos. Tafchafei. If a person was Shabbos on Arab Shabbos, Ben Hashmashas, on a hill or in a crater, since the Halacha Lamashim Sinai makes this area into a Rishus HaYachid via Gudasik, meaning to say that the walls of the crater are going up and it creates the whole crater into one big Rishus HaYachid, the entire area is his Makam Shvisa. And at the end of that entire area, he then has 2,000 Amas of his Tchum. Not that he has only four Amas to walk around and then begins the 2,000 Amas, but rather that entire area which is now a kula, becomes his makam shvisa, and then he has 2,000 amas to walk after that. At this point, we conclude the structural halachas of sukkah, and in the next shira, Mitzvah, we will begin the halachas of who is mechoyev in sukkah, when are we mechoyev in sukkah, and what are the yusaitis of lulav and esrach.